Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Broadcasting live from Helix Esports Gaming Center at Patriot Place, here's Gresh, Keith, and Wiggy on WEEI. It is the Wiggins Bowl today at 1 o'clock here at Gillette (laughs) Stadium. Two teams that Wiggy has played for will battle each other. And in all seriousness, biggest game probably in 10 years for these two teams. Has to be. Yeah. You got to go back to the playoff game for a game that matters this much to both teams, especially this late in the year. Like, who would have thought both of these teams, maybe it's because of the way the AFC is, but whatever. We don't need to get into that. It's just, this is a monster game for both teams who are currently holding playoff spots. Right. That's right. And who who would have thought that the Jets are ahead of the Patriots? Right. Nope. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody would have thought that. In the standings of this game. So, yeah. Yeah, it uh, it hasn't reached fever pitch, but I think they got to get out on the field and sort of play this one for the rivalry to be renewed a little bit. And we know what's on the line for the six and three Jets, and of course the five and four Patriots. And we're heading into Thanksgiving, which is supposed to be the important time of year. But really, injuries for the Patriots is where we start. Jake Bailey finally put on IR. Yeah, something felt like up with him all year, right? Very he was much not so. Punting very well. He didn't punt well last year. Two years ago. He was the best punter in the league. So, right. do you think this popped up before the contract extension? Well, don't you think something was up with him last year? I feel like it was. And then we got reports that he was punting the snot out of it during camp. And you're like, all right, so maybe he's recovered. Maybe yep. he's good to go. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's going to start the year. But then as this season has played out, and they've punted a lot. Yes. He has not been very good. Like, not every good. time he's had more, like, oh, bad one there I from think Bailey. He's bottom in the league, right? He's at net, the bottom of the league. Average, in terms of which, net average, which yeah. is wild. So, I, I'm, I'm, I guess it's good. It's like when a player's in a slump, and you're like, are you just in a slump or are you hurt? And it's right. Like, no, he's hurt. So, you're like, okay, so I guess there's that. Well, and if you're a punter and you don't have a great net average, but you may be leading the league in kicks inside the 20 yeah, yard line, it. like, you can kind of put yeah. context to it, but not the case. it's just been a, uh, a bad year for uh, Bailey. So, Michael Pollard will be the punter for the next couple of weeks. Welcome right. to the club. Well, and a part of the reason Polardi is here is because he's a holder, and we forget that yeah, that is a part now. of what Jake Bailey does. Now, yep. can he, is he a lefty punter? Do we know? Uh, I do not think so. I don't huh. think so either. Oh, remember, back to the righty punter. That was Bill's thing for a while, and then yeah. Bailey he was like, no, Bailey just punts it so far, so they went with him. So, yes, they're going uh, Polardi, and so... Yeah, punting, holding, we'll see. I mean, because, like, again. Well, it's a windy day, too, and it's going to be a big part of the. You would think special teams would be a big part of the day today. And it's I cold. See the, the Helix Esports sign keep blowing over out exactly. there. There's yeah. so oh, much it's, wind. It's freezing. And, like, we, we take holding for granted, right? You're just like, oh, it's, you know. I was the emergency hole at one point in time. Yeah, Stop. Right. Were you yes, really? Yes, I was the emergency hole. With the Patriots? That's or? when I could catch. <laughs> <laughs> Hands team, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. Well, but you got to catch it. You got to spin it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was, was the it? emergency. Uh, and then who was the – It was the, when I was with the Vikings, who was the kicker? Gary Anderson. So Gary Anderson? Nah. Is he the one from Australia? Uh, that's Morton Anderson. I, I think, can't remember. Isn't Morton from down there? Uh, I, hold on. Down Let's, under? I thought he was. Gary uh, Anderson was the guy that didn't miss a kick all year in 98 and then Which one was the, the left-footed? Uh, Morton kick. Anderson was left That was Morton Anderson. Okay, it might have been Morton. So this Where was, was like from? A, um, this was like around 04, He's from Denmark. Okay. Oh, all right. A little, little uh, off there on the this map. might have been like from 04. <laughs> not exactly near Australia. Yeah, it was like emergency, emergency. I think it was uh, yeah. it was Brad Johnson. I was behind Big, Big Brad uh uh, gotcha. Well, because normally it's something you don't even talk about, and you think about uh, Joe Cardona to Jake Bailey with Nick Folk kicking. How many times has that operation been money? I mean, right. uh, uh, you the, don't even think about don't it. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And so now you're just introducing somebody new to that equation, and 
you know, they've had at least it's not like he's thrown in there today. They've had all week to sort of right. deal with it. But at the same time, that is something to kind of monitor. It's, it's, and in a game that we expect to be pretty close, right. now you just you factor like a wall takes one little little snafu and that could right. be the difference. And especially when you're probably your most productive offensive player is your kicker. Is your kicker right <laughs> now. <laughs> you, you've <laughs> got to hit those field goals, right? Exactly. Right. So, I mean, you know, that that's one thing. And, you know, I don't know the history of this this kid. Did he hold before? I don't know much about it. You him. know, because that's always part of it. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, you know so, what? Well, Bill good. was asked about it during uh, the week press conference if he also holds, and he said yes. Yeah, right that, away, which so. I would imagine that, you know, that's general. Yeah, what's the background? How much do we need to know about this Michael Pilardi uh, guy? Well, he is uh, – he's from Margate, Florida. All right, All right, Florida, good high school football. I almost sound like I'm teeing somebody up at like a bachelor auction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's 30 years old from 30? Margate, okay. Florida. All right, good head on his shoulders. He uh, once played with the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. He's a stout 5'11". 5'11", not bad. Uh, what, uh, he played college football at Tennessee. Oh, okay. All, All right, right. So, SEC ball. SEC, big, big he, good. football. He's played in so, front of a lot of people. Yes, so, and he has. Now, he, he, was a, he was an undrafted free agent in 2014, so uh, maybe like uh, hands. Yeah, so I was just going to say, he's either fresh or He's forgotten all his skills. How many? Two. You, how many NFL punts does he have? Uh, let's see here. So last year, believe it or not, with the Dolphins, he had seventy-seven punts. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Right. In a couple so, of years with the uh, with the Panthers, he uh, this gentleman uh, Polardi has kicked. 245 punts over the course oh, of his uh, oh, yeah, NFL that's career. Does he consider so. himself a family man? Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> right, a good that's, question. That's plenty of punts, so I'm not really all no. that worried about it. He's but... got Michael Strahan teeth, I can tell you that. <laughs> it works for Strahan. Right. Well, <laughs> you guys doing okay. I'll tell you what, if Michael, really okay. if Michael Polardi hits TV and makes $2 million, that'd be an upset, for bad. God's sakes. Uh, and, of course, the wind as well. And Wiggs, I know that Bill Belichick is a nutbag for the wind. Mm-hmm. He's the guy inside a dome stadium is licking his finger and like oh, where's it coming from yeah right but here today at gillette and we walk down here windy is all hell cold as all get out yep and you have the weird wonkiness of now the construction that's going on on the other side of the stadium to the point to where Belichick moved things into the stadium on Friday. Right. Kind of walk us through sort of some of that, what Bill could be thinking, because you've been in those special teams meetings. Well, I, I think it's, you know, it's trying to, if Friday, if you have similar, let's say, weather conditions that you're going to have on Sunday, it's it's very obviously you know unless you got a giant uh, fan it's very difficult to simulate that you could get away with wet balls because Bill used to drop them in a bucket all right. the time so you could get away with that or if the weather's cold you just go outside and you don't have to practice in indoors so it's gonna be you know it, it's it's always difficult with the wind but Bill is such like you said Gresh Bill is such a stickler when it comes to weather conditions especially special teams wise. He should know that inside and out. Like, that's your job as a special teams guy, especially as a punter or a kicker, to know that inside and out and know how the stadium kind of operates um, from the special teams. As a, re- as a player, more so as a receiver, it's more about the direction the ball's going in and Got the tails. It. That kind of stuff. Cause it so almost, it's a little like hitting a golf ball off the tee. The wind's going to naturally push it on certain or, days. And- or or it'd be like, uh, it would be like catching – being a catcher and catching a guy who throws a curveball, got it, or throw got it, got a, a, it. like a knuckleball. So there's going to be movement of the ball. Yeah, so that's the that's the one thing that as a receiver you have to kind of figure out how the wind's going. So like, all right, if we're going in one direction, the wind might be at our back and that ball's going to be humming. But if we're coming in the other direction, that thing's like going to be, you know, somebody put the brakes on that thing and it could be moving like a a Tim Wakefield knuckleball. knuckleball. There we so go. So hopefully this isn't uh, the weather is so crazy. Where remember a few years ago when they went to overtime and Bill they won the toss and he still kicked off because <laughs> he was he was thinking he was like, that hot. It, it was wind. just so concerned yep. about what, the, which the game? was that the Denver game? No, no, no. There was the Jets game. Oh, okay. There was the Jets game a while ago, and, they, and he decided to uh, to kick off. And you're like, what? In overtime? And you're like, what are you what are you doing? But so sometimes the he weather knew what can, he was be doing. That, can be that extreme, <laughs> right? Because it because you want to be able to you want to be able to say like, okay. If we, we want to know which direction that we're going, and especially in overtime, mm-hmm. you want to be able to have mm-hmm. that wind at your advantage even more than getting the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Christian Barmore has ended up on IR. Yeah. So during the week it was, oh, it looks like he's trending to play. And then on Friday, well, something happened, and now he's on IR. So not only have the Patriots missed him the past couple of weeks, you're hoping to get him back from the bye. Now he's shut down for four more weeks yep. at a critical time of year where you're playing three games in 12 days. Yeah, and this was not a 
the season that people expected out of him. No, right? No. Like he probably had uh, Dietrich Wise has had the season we expected kinda, out yeah. of Barmore. When yeah. you think about the it, the inside guys have just kind of been nah, not really much. They've done to a good job about. against the run, but not very productive in terms of interior pass rush. Have they even like done that. like a good job against the run? Like I, I would we and we kind of had this conversation. Not running quarterbacks. Yeah, but yeah, I guess right. the running backs. But I, I, I guess they've done. I right. think slowing to like you know Nick Chubb was pretty good. Right, going slowed in him down. They played him I feel like the conversation we had like they're the one unit. That I felt like has underachieved. Yeah, I, well, I think the expectation was high though for Barmore because he had a really good rookie yes. year, and everybody was like, "All right, he's the next guy in line to be like a perennial Pro Bowler." And you just haven't really heard his name much, and then he gets hurt. And as good as the defense has been, it's been Judon, it's been Dietrich Wise, it's been some of the guys in the secondary. Yeah. It hasn't really been Anthony those guys Jennings at times. Even like you, you Uche had that one game, you throw Uche's yeah. name in there. But when you think about like. Uh, uh, Moore, Godchild, especially Lawrence the guy. Because Lawrence Guy also missed a bunch right, of games, especially with yep. the expectations that we yeah. had coming. Um, I almost feel like I hear the other kid's name more than I hear anybody else. Uh, number ninety-five on Echoale. Yeah, Echoale. Oh, you do hear his name. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I, I feel he's like, been solid for two years now. He's right. just a grunt. Yeah. But I feel like he. When you think about defensive, like interior D lineman, like your D tackles, I feel like you hear him more than you hear Barmore, Godchild, yeah. some of those other plays that our expectations. I mean, Bill told us that Godchild was one of the best, best in a lot, best yeah. D linemen in the league. And I thought the, and I think a lot of expectations for Barmore was. He slipped for whatever reason, but he was a first-round talent, right. and this is when he was going to like take it to that next level, and we were going to get like interior the pass Fle- rush, the Fletcher yeah. Cox or Chris Jones type. Well, of it's player. funny, like both guys from Alabama, and again, w- there's so many reasons why for Mac Jones, but you look at the rookie years from Mac and Barmore, yeah. and you're like, all right, if that's the baseline, like what are these guys going right. to be? And then both of them have kind of taken a, a step right. backwards in and, year two, and as you mentioned, for different reasons. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. with Barmore. And what he missed two games before. So the now bye, it's just injury. So, so now he's going to miss six. So right. the most games he'll play would be eleven. That's, that's the absolute most games he can play. Or I, he missed more than two I, already. I, I, it's funny. I was just running to try to look yeah, yeah, that yeah, up yeah. real quick. But but I um, think that's probably like that's. I feel the like most he's missed more than two. You might yeah. be right. Uh, I know he's been on the injury report a lot. Uh, it just yeah it hasn't really. Done a whole lot. Well, so if he's out four weeks, you're talking about missing the Jets, the Vikings, the Bills, and then uh, at the Cardinals. Right. Yeah, those are some big games on December. Well, they're 12th. all big, obviously, for of the course. way the Patriots are playing right now. But the so you get him back for Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. That's if you get him back. That's if he comes. Right, no, right. You know what, Wiggs? It's very fair to say. That's if he comes back, given that it looked like he was going to play today. Uh, it does look like David Andrews is to be back. And uh, I know we're going to get to this uh, a little bit later on in terms of some of the stuff in the offense maybe that's got to go. But it does look like, according to Ian Rappaport, that Devontae Parker is trending to get back out there. And I'll be honest, I don't know if it's good or bad. And the reason I bring it up is, is because is Matt How Patricia. Like use well, is Matt Patricia yeah. just going to be like, all right, we got five O linemen. We shuffled them up a little bit. Isaiah wins the left tackle. Here we go. We got uh, number one back out there. Let's chuck it forty yards down I, the field. I obviously think it's a good thing because of the one good game he had. It just you need as many weapons as you could possibly get, especially when you start to talk about the the some of the teams that you're going to be playing in these next few weeks you need as much talent and as skilled guys as you could possibly get because you struggle all year throwing the ball yeah so you would want a guy like that who can potentially help you out and have a game where he might have i know it was a, a while ago but he had what a buck 50 on the uh rec- receiving yeah no, i agree and i think especially against a team like the jets who have sauce gardner who can shut down one receiver if you're trying to get Jacoby Myers going, the Jets have to decide. Do they put Gardner on Myers? Do they put him on Parker? Because they've seen him have big games right, in right. the past. And so at least Mack can sort of hopefully go away from whoever Gardner's on. And Feels look like Sauce is more of an outside guy than anything else. Probably is. But if, right. but if you're the Jets and you're saying Myers is – if Parker's not playing – and Myers is going to be the guy that gets 10, 12 targets. You right. might say, all right, let's see if we could do this. And, you- and if, you're that, if you're that talented and that skilled as mm-hmm. uh, Sauce Godden is supposed to be, yeah. you should be able to cover a guy on the inside. Because yeah. I still like, you know, you know, we talk to Ty all the time, and I always feel like the inside corner has a harder job than the outside guy. 
He, do, he does. You know, you yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes there'll be DBs that'll tell you it's harder to play the outside than it is the inside. I think it's harder to play the inside because you don't have yeah, like, I agree the with sideline as like another no, defender no, type of thing. I agree with that, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying from when you talk to defensive back. Now, I've never covered anybody in or outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. basing it <laughs> no, off. I understand, yeah. It seems like sometimes there'll be DBs will say it's much harder to cover. Well, up. the guys on the inside usually are off the line. It's hard to get a jam on them. Right. They can go in any direction. But they look yeah. at it. But you know what I think the DBs do, though, is they say the guy on the inside is not as skilled as the guy on the outside. And so sometimes that is definitely true. Right? Well, you're, you're in a more one-on-one, true one-on-one situation. Right, and you're going against the guy that, Mike, on the outside, you're going to have to deal with, like, a Moss, uh, those type of players. Uh, the, the freak Hill. athletic guys. Right, on the inside. You're it's, not lining up six, seven, uh, yeah. 210 well, pounds in the slot. Yeah, it's just like they're running down the middle. The outside guy, you're more likely to give up the touchdown, but the inside guy, you're more likely to give up the first down. Yeah, right, yeah, because I, like we saw for years with Welker and Edelman, like right. nobody could cover either one of those. But guys. I, that's what I mean. It's yeah, like yeah, Welker. Yeah, yeah. You, it'd be like, all right, would you rather cover Welker or Edelman or go outside and cover <laughs> yeah. To or Moss? I you hurt know? my hamstring. I can't. <laughs> so it's always interesting to see, like, so a guy yeah. like Sauce Gardner, right? Does he look at it and go, you know what? I'm so I like I'm used to covering really good players on the outside. I got no problem chasing around Jacoby Myers. Yeah, on the and inside. I think that's a different type of corner, right? Because would you rather say, all right, you're going to shut down Nelson Aguilar today? You're going to shut him down. It's like, all right, well, couldn't somebody else shut him down? And right. like, why don't you shut down Myers? Right. Instead, but although I don't know how explosive Myers is either, so the Jets might just do whatever. I, they I hope they move Sauce Gardner around because yeah. that because you know what the guy's actually pretty good at run support right. as well. He's, like he's a complete corner already as well, a rookie. It's or like, at least looks like it's yeah. like, and I think it's more, and I think the Jets are more on like the Ty Law way of thinking, and you know we have Ty on every Tuesday on the Greg Hill Show, and his way of thinking is. There's nobody on New England that that frightens me at all. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. so from a coaching standpoint. Do you think the Jets even go, okay, let's see, who do we need to uh, put sauce on? Who do we got? Uh, no. Right. Probably not. Right. So they're probably just basing their defensive game plan on how they want to run their defense, not saying, all right, sauce, we need you to take this guy out. And I think that becomes, when you bring it back to, like, the Devontae Parker, at least having another guy yeah, that yeah, the Jets yeah. have to – not say we need to shut him down, but just think like, oh, he's another potential option for Mac Jones helps out. And if he's not playing, now it goes back to where is Kendrick Bourne? Yeah, right. right. Wow. And- well, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a bigger question. That, that that's almost like an unsolved mystery right it? now. It should be. Yeah, yeah. Or or is it what is Taekwon? Thornton I know. and what well, becomes of that role. There you go. I'm glad you brought him up because among the things we need to get into, we do have Mac versus Zach, but how are each of these teams going to attack offensively? We'll peel that apart. Uh, fantasy football news, as you can imagine, it's about as big a mess as it's been the past couple Always. of weeks. Uh, Tom Kern will join us at uh, 11 o'clock. We'll get to whose defense is better, the Patriots or the Jets. And I think there's some stuff to unpack there. By the way, no Sheldon Rankins today for the Jets, the interior of that Jets defense. We'll have your inactives at 1130. Um I got some questions for Wiggy about the way the Bills handled their situation because they just got to Detroit mm-hmm. yesterday afternoon at about 6.30, but there's got to be – I have questions for uh, our uh, former NFL tight end. Uh, what needs to go from the Patriots offense? We'll also get you ready for week 11 and a, a big week for the picks this week. We'll get to that right before we're out of here. We're at Helix Esports at Patriot Place right beside Gillette Stadium. Come on down. By the way, the party area is uh, cranking outside, and uh, yeah. It's a little chilly out there, so make sure you are uh, bundled up and ready to go. And we are coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios. Let's go back to Brighton. Our guy, Ethan, is ready to trend. Crash and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Week 11 of the NFL continues to roll on at 1 p.m. with your Patriots hosting the Jets here in Foxborough. Notable players to keep an eye on include Josh Uche, Devontae Adams, excuse me, Devontae Parker, and Averney Jennings, all listed as questionable, while Christian Barmore is already marked as out. And be sure to tune in right after the game for our Six Rings post-game show with Fitzy and Hart right here on W. 
in college football. The Boston College Eagles were whacked 44 nothing against Notre Dame in what became quite the snowball midway through, while the UMass Minutemen fell to Texas A&M 20-3. And then a big congratulations to the Holy Cross Crusaders, who finished their season 11-0 after beating Georgetown 47-10, clinching the Patriot League title. It's their first undefeated season in 31 years. Celtics are off this weekend as they prepare to face the Bulls tomorrow night in Chicago. They currently sit at 13-3 on the season, and the Bruins now sitting at 16-2. Came away with another victory 6-1 yesterday over the Chicago Blackhawks. They play again tomorrow night in Tampa Bay against the Lightning. I'm Ethan Ursadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEEI and WEEI.com. Mac versus Zach. Which quarterback has got the tougher road to get the job done today? That's next on WEEI Football Sunday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Ten twenty-five on WEEI Football Sunday. We're getting you ready for the Patriots to take on the Jets at Gillette Stadium here at 1 o'clock. We're at Helix Esports right beside Gillette. We're here inside Patriot Place. Helix Esports right beside Showcase. You'll find us. There's a big party going on outside. Everybody's all uh, bundled up and ready to go. And Mac versus Zach is going to be a big part of uh, today's, well, you know, pregame chatter and, of course, the breakdown afterwards because you got Mac Jones in an offense where we don't know what in the hell it's going to look like coming out of the uh, bye week for the Patriots. And then we have Zach Wilson, who uh, last time out against the Patriots, needless to say, uh, did not fare very well. So uh, this from uh, the NFL uh, stat nerds out there. Uh-huh. Uh, Zach Wilson, 0-3. Two touchdown passes and seven interceptions versus the Patriots in his career. The only quarterback with three or more starts and a lower passer rating against Bill Belichick as a head coach is... Sam Darnold. Uh, yes, that is Zach Wilson's predecessor. <laughs> so how about this? Lowest passer rating against Bill Belichick as a head coach all-time. Minimum of three starts. There are two Jets on there. Sam Darnold leads the way at 41-2. Zach Wilson is right behind at 50.5. Then Kerry Collins. Then Drew Bledsoe. Then Joey Harrington. Three guys that are out of the league. Pretty good list. A lot of high draft picks on yeah. that list. A lot, a lot of top really 10. High draft I was just going to say, a lot of top eight picks on Yo, there. Oh, yeah. Real real high draft picks. Well, Sam Darnold's the only one who said on camera he was seeing ghosts. So <laughs> well, Zach, Wilson, Zach Wilson does not have that No, yet. he don't have that yet. 
But man, he was so bad in the in the last game, and even if he was just a little less bad, the right. Jets might win that game. Just horrible decision just making. It seems it up like, like he, punts. It seems like when he plays against the Patriots, he loses his mind. Yeah, his decision making yeah. because prior to that game. It's not like he had a, he's had a great year, but his decision-making has been better this year versus last year. So when you look at him as a player, mm-hmm. it, it almost looks like you have two identical quarterbacks in the sense of what they are for their teams. Well, the, they are very similar, and, and I think the whole team is similar, so the, what they're asking them to do yes. kind of thing. But it's almost like both teams, the way they kind of – have success or the way they, they draw things up, they almost might be better switched. And, and this is why I say that, because Matt Patricia, even though we're seeing that this might be the wrong decision, he likes the ball getting chucked down field. Yeah. He likes some of these yeah. one-on-one plays. And just physical talent, Zach Wilson has more than Mac Jones. Right. Yep. Whereas the Jets style, the games besides the Patriots that they won, it was like 150 passing yards, a touchdown, no picks. Right. And if they, they could use the smart, the quote, smarter quarterback, might be Mac Jones. So, like, both teams might, might do what they want yeah. better. Like, they're both forcing the guy to do something that that's not really it, his thing. It's almost like one team wants the quarterback to just – be the ultimate game manager, and that would yeah. be the Jets. Yes. The ultimate game manager. But they drafted a kid who would rather run side to side and right. fling it, you know, like he's Brett Favre. And the and the other the other quarterback or the other team might want the guy who has the skill set yeah. of what the league looks like. Although he'd probably be better if you just let him do the, you know, dink and dunk down the field. Well, I think everybody got intoxicated with Zach Wilson because of the little recency bias because it's like, well, if Josh Allen can do it, why can't this guy do it? Well... You know, oh, improve! You know, like, yeah. Oh, the, oh, I yeah. mean, because Zach Wilson, it was oh, he runs fast, he can throw it a country yeah. mile. Can't think, likes Cougars, but however, have, right? Listen, you know, but can't knock him for that. But and that's the thing is that it, with Josh Allen, there was incremental. We know who we want to be, and this is how we're going to get him here. I think sometimes with Zach Wilson, it's the oh, he threw four interceptions. Well, we got to bottle him up, you know. Right. And there's but that. isn't that more about their coaching? Like I think Brian Dayball was. Extreme. Buffalo uh, had patience and a plan. Yeah, yeah. The, and Jets, a coach. the Jets had patience. I don't know what the plan is. Well, in I don't the know. Guy better. Yeah, because there are times where he still runs around and just well, like, no, does stuff like, where you go, oh, coming out of that? BYU, he was kind of billed as like the Mormon Mahomes. Yes, right? he like, was. That was yeah. sort of the idea behind it. Except then, he played an independent schedule, not a Big Twelve schedule. Because I saw some well, of that I mean, with the guy. The, the Big Twelve defenses aren't exactly no right. More, exactly. Uh, well, they're down. they're not great, but no. But I would also think, and I don't listen. I don't think Zach Wilson is going to be this great quarterback. But he also gets drafted by the Jets. Yeah, he has a defensive head coach. He has no real receivers until this year. They do right. draft him, Garrett Wilson. Yes, but his rookie year is like, what on earth was that guy supposed to do? Right. And now, at least this year, you have the good defense. You got it. You got a couple of playmakers on offense. So now there's a little bit more on him. Is it, like, do you trust the coaching staff? That's there? that's a, that's the question. Is it is he like one of those kids where you're like, okay, if we get him the right offensive minded coach and who can kind of teach him to you know be a better decision maker, but build around his skill set? Does he have? Will he get to that next level where, you know, obviously he won't be the Mahomes, but you can look at him and go, okay, this guy it has the skill set. Kind of what you're seeing with Justin Fields where they're, like, actually utilizing this. Yeah, they finally figured something out. Right. Or oh, maybe with Trevor Lawrence down in uh, yep. Jacksonville. Do you think that that's – I mean, obviously I think that's what Zach Wilson is missing. Then once he has that guy, then you have to see, okay, can that guy then unlock the talent? Look, I think there's a ton of talent there. I just don't know about the processing of information. However, yeah. the Jets are going to do a couple of things differently. So Robert Sala this week said to the media, well, I don't want to let everybody know what we're going to do with Elijah Moore. But if you go to CBS Sports HQ, the guy sat uh, November 9th with Josina Anderson, and the first thing he says when asked about Elijah Moore is, well, we're going to move Elijah Moore into the slot and try to get more out of him and create a role for him. So, like, it's people like people tell Justin Anderson stuff. It's crazy. That's what it comes down to. It's, yeah. it's yeah, nuts. The, so the guy has put it out there already. I think uh, in the Jets' last game before the bye, Moore got 27 snaps in the slot. You mentioned Garrett Wilson. So is that something to even really be worried about? Like, is Zach Wilson at the point to where he can make the tight window throws? in between the numbers, 
to a guy like Moore, who was very much an outside receiver pretty much his whole career, and now they're like, all right, we're going to put you inside now. So I think Wilson can, but he's also at the stage of his career where I think if, say, in the first quarter he he throws a dime to Elijah Moore – I think it's going to give him so much confidence that he's going to then think he can make every right. single throw That's the rest of the game. Point. And then he might, he'll probably end right. up throwing a pick late because he's like, well, I hit that one earlier. I know I can do it. Like, again, like those guys like Brett Favre have that in him because – they can make every single right. throw. That's a reality. Cup. Yeah, they're like, oh, I got I this can, I can hit that 250 over that water. There's three guys on him. <laughs> right. He's like, well, I know, but I got it there. It's like, well, okay, great. And that's the part of the coaching being able to kind of like, you know, it's almost like that's like the coaching being able to like corral that wild, you know, you know, stallion. fucking Bronco yeah, yeah, stallion. Yeah, yeah. Like, and saying, okay, you can make every throw. You have, Even like yeah. we had Devin McCourty on on Friday, and he talked about – uh, Zach Wilson and his ability to make every throw and his, you know, he kind of has that Patrick Mahomes does, skill set. Sure. But you got to have the coach to say, okay, even though you could do that, let's make the right decision. Big yeah. no. And that's and he's, what he's he in a place where, like, he's not playing on the Lions or the Bears or one of these teams where they're like, you know, I go out there if we if we win or lose thirty to thirty one, whatever, that's fine. Right. He's on a team that has a really good defense right. and right now has a chance to make the playoffs. So they're like, hey, we know you can do all that, but don't do any of that. Right. And just could sort of let's, let's and, run the but, ball and hit a couple of passes. But then the problem is, like you said, the it's, last time they played the Patriots, he yeah. hits that 50-odd dime because they're like, don't do any of that. But then it's like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, he did that. He tricky. has, And then he starts to think, like you said, and then if you're, what, the number uh, two overall pick or whatever, pick. Yeah. now it's all, all of a sudden like, all right, well, they need me to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that then that confidence level plays into it. Well, you know what? I'm the guy. I got to make these throws, I, and I got to do this. I mean, the number one thing for both of these guys, both quarterbacks, is they just – it's as simple as clean up the picks. You just can't yep. throw as many interceptions as right. they both do. And That's with, with Wilson, back. they're wild. With Mac, yeah. they are much more like within structure, yeah. either wrong read, wrong route, whatever. But I do want to ask this about Wilson. Last time the Patriots got good pass rush with not many, and they just waited, and Wilson threw it to him. Do you have to flip the script a little bit this time out? Meaning you want to blitz him on third and seven to force him to make a bad read or a bad throw. If you're New England, is it just, hey, this guy's going to throw it to us, let's let it happen? Or do you have to force some of those mistakes out of him this time around? I don't- Considering they played less than a month ago, I don't think you have to force anything with this kid. I think as long as you're getting pressure, uh, uh, you know, on him or you know, around him, making him have to move, making him have to get outside the pocket. As long as you're doing those things, I think eventually he's going to make that bad decision yeah. until he proves. He'll give you one. He might not give you three again. Right. Well, that's the give, thing. Yeah, is yeah, that right. Can you force more out of him by being more aggressive yeah. this time? But I think, because he shouldn't throw it up center field to McCourty this but time But, like, out. Judon allows you the luxury of not having to send a lot of guys. Right. You'll yes. still get the pressure on him. And then that way you have seven guys back in pass coverage, and at some point he'll, he will you don't have to man you have young, Plus, when you have young receivers, that's mm-hmm. why I wonder about blitzing a little more this time because, Wiggs, you know this better than anybody. If there's a sight adjust and the wide receiver misses it and the quarterback thinks he's there, right. normally there's a corner standing there saying thank you very much. Right. And 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 so it becomes it it just becomes play your game because you don't have to manufacture pressure like you used to in the past. You have enough talent. It's now can we throw can we disguise a little bit or maybe get you to see something that isn't there that allows you to throw the football and, you know and kind of like in being on the same page it's almost like the pick six the Jets had right if you really go back and look at and look at that uh the cornerbacks running to the flat but Jacoby Myers is turning inside so clearly they're not on the same page right so if you can confuse them a little bit with some of your disguises so you ma- need. maybe that will lead to Zach Wilson throwing those bad balls, mm-hmm. but you already have enough pressure coming from, you know, Jude on Dedrick Wise. All right. So is Isaiah Wynn starting a left tackle today? Do we do, do what is our best guess? Yeah. As right, to what's what? wrong with Trent Brown? Well, they well just were, the practice reports have been Isaiah Wynn, Wynn over playing left, left side. So I would say, I would say, why practice something you're not going to do? So then it's Brown and Onwenu on the right side. Good, Come on. That's a load of ass right there, boy. I, I don't really think it matters at this point in time. Right, because if Isaiah wins at the left, don't we know that he's not very good at the left? 
Yeah, but if he's slightly better at the left than at the right, don't you feel like there's been even more breakdowns this year? I feel like it's or the you, same. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. I feel ready, like ready for that guy to move on and let's just call well, it. A, I, there call is it a, that. A, yes, a five year run. Has it been to the point where you go, oh, okay, he's better over here. He's better in the inside. I just feel like no matter where he is, he struggles. Right. So whether you want to bench, then he's been forced back in a right. guard at one point. So right. he played left guard yeah. a little bit. So to me, it really doesn't matter because okay. even Trent Brown was struggling over there. No matter where you kind of put those guys, it seems like. It's really week to week on whether or not they're going to struggle individually. Well, that's a good point. It's not like Trent Brown's been playing like Jonathan Ogden, and you're like, oh, you can't move them. Right. right? They've both been kind of it, – it, uh, it's, it's pretty much everybody on the offensive line except for a Wenyu and David Andrews. Who, by the way, that is the biggest thing that they have the biggest going thing is getting is him Andrews back. returning. And, and let's see how different it looks with Andrews in there and dealing with yeah. Quinn Williams and Cole Strange. Yeah. Do they find a way to continue to get the ones on, one-on-ones on Strange? Right, right, right. And I do wonder if part of the reason that the Patriots might move win over there is just because from a movement standpoint – I think he moves a little better than Trent Brown. And if they're going to run games with the rookie guard like they did last time, there was some twists in there. There was some stuff that Cole Strange hadn't seen. Get the center back. And if you put a guy in there that's a little better in dealing with some of those twists, maybe they identify that as a part of the problem yeah. just in terms of Strange and deal that the combination of those two guys on the left side might be a little better to kind of deal with whatever the Jets are going oh, the, to bring them. The way the season's gone, whatever five starts, I bet that alignment doesn't stick the entire game. Right. Well, and they, like, uh, what is it, Chase and Hines, I think, is up, and they yeah, signed this Cody dude. Rusty, I think. Well, they he signed this up? dude who was a tight end who put on, like, 40 pounds to be a tackle. Or something. Well, and don't, doesn't it we're t- at that point of the year. <laughs> doesn't it tell you something though yeah. when they when they take Isaiah Wynn and go move him back to left tackle that they weren't confident in what Trevor Brown was doing? Well, I, I I think that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, you're right. Like neither neither tackle graced themselves in glory this year. Now again, does it mean anything? Does the right does it become easier to run the ball over the right side because you got two mountains over there on the right. I don't know. I just kind of throw it out because I do wonder what they've cooked up in the lab. Has it just been, we're good. We know we're trending well, right. They, we're okay. They can't or say are we going to start? They, they know no they're not way. good. They like, know that. Please tell me we're going to see like a little bit of motion shift. Can we get some matchups here or there? I don't know if you got to see. The problem with that is like you don't wait till – Nine games in to go. Week 11. To go, yeah, you know yeah. what? Maybe we should completely change what we do on offense and start adding motion. Probably going to look pretty similar. Yeah, it's probably – and with maybe a wrinkle here and there with, you know, some type of motion. Because we asked Fourier this on uh, Thursday, but when you played – coming out of a bye week, so you hadn't played a game in two weeks – did the offense really ever have any many wrinkles? No, because what the offense generally does week to week is it takes what you do well and then it, like, it adds to a formation. Mm-hmm. So maybe we run the toss with motion coming in one direction and we had success for that. Now what we might do is just line up and take the motion off and line up in the formation to run the toss. Or maybe we add something off of so that. It's minor changes. It's or minor. Tweaks yeah, it's minor of, changes. Yeah. It's going to look huge here. <laughs> well, that's normally true. I guess we're grading on a curve. Hey, Mac, we're right. going to put the running back to the left yeah. and a bunch to the right. You figure the rest yeah, but, out. Wiggy also started by saying we take what works. So, <laughs> so far, what can you read? Right. Use? Ramondre but left, yeah, Ramondre yeah. right. But yeah. you never just go, you know, like you like when you come in on a, a, a Wednesday, that's when you install the game plan. Yeah. Like you come in on a Wednesday, and as you're going through it, you never go, what the hell, man? We're putting in all new stuff. You never do that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's generally the same stuff week to week where you add a little bit here and there. So, hey, remember we were success, successful with this formation. Now all we're doing is running a play that we've already had, yeah, yeah. but now we're running it off of this formation. Okay. You know, sense. and that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. only difference. Like this whole people, when they think, oh, like their week to week game plan, they think like, oh, they're coming in with new game plans. Oh, no, God, no. It's just it's yeah. just a little bit of tweaks, and so the bye week would allow me. If you're not a big motion team, 
then all of a sudden you're not going to motion all of a sudden. Well, good Lord, let's hope this isn't a 50-page playbook and that's all we got this year and that there's more <laughs> in the playbook that they can uh, hopefully try to bust out today. We're at Helix Esports at Patriot Place right beside Gillette Stadium. This is WEEI Football Sunday. Uh, good morning to you Twitchers and you weirdos that are up. Zeke's got us uh, up and running on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Uh, Zeke is feverishly at work over there. No playing Madden today. Although, no. for those of you that are watching us on Twitch. Oh, yeah, we could. The, uh, the, We're ready the, for it. Apparently, the Chris Shine Madden Invitational is about to get underway down here at Helix Esports. Ready this thing go. is set. Big stage, ready to go. Well, this oh, is set, yeah. set up for Overwatch. You get five on five. Oh, is that really yeah, what it is? Overwatch, five okay. on five. Oh, I got uh-huh. it. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, in these chairs. Or Call of Duty, right? You can do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. These uh, chairs are pretty damn comfy. I'll tell you that as We need well. some of these in the studio. Yeah, man. These, these, come on, get on it. No question. Laird Man's got to get on that. But then he'll be like, what do we do with the other chairs? I'll throw them in the dumpster yeah. where they need to be. <laughs> yeah. I'll take one of those. You know, we can uh, If they're uh, giving them away at a discount. Uh, your fantasy football team is probably dealing with a little bit of a mess. We'll give you the latest in fantasy football next on WEI Football Sunday. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. try to help you the best we can with some of the uh, decisions that uh, folks are going to have to make in the fantasy world. Uh, this from Mike Giardi, not that you're necessarily running to put Devontae Parker into the lineup. Uh, Mike Giardi just tweeted out, Devontae Parker didn't look all that comfortable as he was put through his paces by the team's training staff dealing with a left, excuse me, a knee injury that knocked him out on the first play of the last meeting with the Jets. Inactives come in a bit. So that little bit uh, right there from uh, Mike Giardi. And who, uh, Shefty's got something on Barmore there. Yeah, Keith? real quick before we do some of the, uh, the fantasy names here. This is injury related. Uh, Barmore, according to Schefter, has been battling knee inflammation for weeks mm. before being placed on injured reserve on Friday. Barmore does not need surgery, just rest and rehab, and the team believes he should be able to return after four weeks. All right. So he's played in six games this year, so he's already missed three. Yep. So now you add another four, so he's going to miss a minimum of seven games this season. So nine-game like. season, and uh, he's well, been ten. on that fifth. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. No, no, Damn no, no. it. Yep, I'm still yep. not used to seven. I mean, that's a, at best, he could, do, he could do ten. As for fantasy stuff, we know Jamar Chase still out for Cincinnati, although they were hoping that he might be able to work it out, but that's, that's a guy who's going to be out. It's going to be interesting to see. Is he at full strength by the time the Patriots play the Bengals? Or the, right. You know, there's, some, right. there's some important Bengals games. That's a team that you're fighting for a playoff spot with Hips as well. Hips are tricky. Uh, but he's out for the uh, Chiefs. Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman Isn't are Juju out. done for the year? I thought Juju, I, did he get placed out for I that? I thought I year? saw yeah, he that. He might be. 
Uh, Jerry Judy hurt again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, yeah. that guy. He just can't stay that up. That guy's right. hurt all the time. Uh, by the way, it looks like Zeke Elliott is going to return today against yeah. the Vikings. Uh, but Tom Pelissero said uh, the plan is for Tony Pollard to get more touches as they ease Zeke back in. Okay. He feels like he's kind of been usurped a little bit. Or yeah. at least Pollard is right there with Pollard's Zeke. great. Yeah, Pollard's probably, probably better. It's their sure. way of kind of like eventually moving on from oh, Zeke. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Josh Allen and uh, Matt Stafford and Justin Jefferson, who are all banged up, clearly. But it looks like they are all going to play. Okay. And so, if you have if you have Allen or Jefferson in fantasy, you have to play them, even with the you know limited status and all that stuff. I'm going to go with a key favorite. Here we uh, go. This guy's having his uh, four week run. Here is <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Oh, Taylor Heineke. He can't lose this guy. Commanders Heineke. expect Heineke to be the QB moving forward. I would hope so. Yeah, I would, right. I Wasn't it three and one as a starter? Can you I think so. If, if you were on that team, Wig, and all of a sudden they were like, oh, we're going back to Wentz. Yeah, we know no. uh, Heineke had life, and we uh, we just beat the Eagles with right. him. But uh, we're going back to Wentz. Uh, by the way, Atlanta is going to stick with Marcus Mariota. Your thoughts? Great. <laughs> <laughs> That team, if they don't draft one of those top guys, even I know but the problem is they're though, winning too much. Where they're yes. not, they're not going to have the number one pick, but they're still going to be five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Don't you think? Uh, but what do you, it might be more like four. But I know that well, the, desperate the, times call for desperate well, measures. So there is, they'll be the overdraft. Yeah, they're so right. Be, it'll yeah, be yeah. the fifth guy. Because they'll out. take one of them. Because you got to you got to think C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Uh, they're going in the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Then the, there's the kid from Kentucky, yep. the Will Levis kid. Yep. And then after that, I think who's the? Uh, you got Stroud. Uh, then you got you the got... kid from Tennessee. You got a kid from Florida. Yeah, you got Stroud, Young, Will Levis. Uh, I'm just scrolling down a mock draft. But list. what you also have, Hendon is... Hooker, the kid from Tennessee. Right. But, but there... the, are those guys? Uh, There's you... going to be a kid that uh, either we didn't mention or we mentioned at the at the tail end that is going to vault up like into the a top Max 10. Dugan, the kid from TCU. Uh, Anthony, oh, yeah, maybe. Anthony Richardson is a kid from Florida yes. you're talking about, Wiggs. Mm-hmm. I know, and again, this is just the, the – I always go to Tankathon because they mm-hmm. got the, the right. picks and everything. Uh, they've got Richardson as 47 on their big board. Tanner McKee, the quarterback from Stanford, in at 51. Atlanta's one of those teams that's definitely taken him. But think about, like, Mac Jones wasn't even a first-round pick until, like, the week of the draft. Baker Mayfield wasn't the number one pick in the draft until, like, the day before until the, the draft. Day before so, like, the there's draft. always right, of these right. guys that, oh, he had a good senior ball. Well, no, I, was, I, was, I was just wondering with Atlanta and the way that they're playing. They can't bring Mariota back. No, 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 not that they're going to bring. Oh. But are, are they going to be good enough where they're, like, 10, 12, or are they going to be bad enough where they're like six, five, seven? You right know what I mean? Right now, Wiggs, they're 13th in the draft order right okay, now. Okay, so, so thir- that's not a bad spot. No, that's not a bad spot. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. now it becomes one of those guys. I bet they finish right around there. So now it becomes one of those quarterbacks that, like you talked about, maybe were second-round guys that all of a sudden, mm-hmm. as things start to progress, they now become mid-round, first-round draft. Or even like well, two uh, years ago, Justin Fields and Mac Jones both slid out of the top ten, and depending on what teams were up there, like right. they still got guys that started right away. Well, well yeah, I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah. Well, just to jump something. on this quickly, because I do think it's fascinating, because, Wiggs, I wonder if since uh, they can't fire Josh McDaniels because they can't pay him, <laughs> if he convinces them to be like, I'll bring Brady here. That'll fix everything. Therefore, taking quarterback off the board for them at number two. But when you look at it, right now, Houston would have the number one and the number nine pick. One of those would go to a quarterback. I don't know. Vegas, oh. I don't. Th- I don't think so. You Davis think Mills Davis is a Mills? turnover machine. I don't think though. he's that bad. The team's awful. The team's trash. Well, yeah, yeah, but but, uh, but, but okay. I don't know how much where's, better the quarterback. Where's Houston gonna fall? One, you said right now one they have one and nine because they have Cleveland's first. So round. do you oh, think, trade it? Do you think? Okay, so do you think Houston goes? There's a chance for us <laughs> to get C.J. Stroud or Bright or Bryce Young, and I guess the question is. How good do you feel like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young could be at the NFL level if you're Houston? I don't think they are like the like the game changing quarterbacks. Really? Okay. NFL. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, listen, I could be wrong, obviously, but <laughs> I don't think that they are like like going into two years ago. And I know he hasn't shown it yet, but like Trevor Lawrence was the he's the number one pick. He was the number one pick for two straight years. You had to take him, franchise type right. guy. Even after the one season Burrow had, it was like you got to take Burrow. Burrow's your guy. I don't know. I don't see Bryce Young or Stroud as, as so, that. Okay. Well, looking at the way the board sets up, right? So Houston, 
let's just say they're 50-50 on a quarterback, I think a little higher. Vegas, we kind of don't know yet. I think Vegas is in on a quarterback. Carolina needs a quarterback. Oh, they're number yeah. three. Oh, my God. Yeah. They but then do. how about this? So as it's slotted right now with first-round picks transferring, Philly would be number four, Jacksonville five, Chicago six, Detroit seven. Detroit needs one. Yeah, Detroit They would be one. a team. Uh, Seattle is eight. The, uh, I don't know. They might, know they about, might be good right? with Gino. Yeah, now. Gino might, and Gino might be cheap for them. So yeah, I, they I, might I would, just keep Gino. Yeah, and then you get Houston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Green Bay. There's a bunch of teams in here that already have their quarterbacks. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're either moving up to get one or. One of those, say, top three, could be one of those guys down. might tumble right down to you. It yeah. is fascinating. It is. And uh, I think I, I do think Atlanta will change their mind by the well, end of the year. Well, that's interesting that Keith says that because I agree Atlanta's going quarterback. I agree yeah, with yeah, you yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting to see the Texans because they are in a position. Well, that that's it, one of those things. Like, is Davis Mills bad or is he just playing for the Texans? Or, like, when you watch him play, he moves around pretty well. He's got, like, I think a pocket presence. He's got a strong arm. Like, yeah, the guy's not or, bad. Or well, the, do, do they, like, a veteran and say, hey, with one and nine, we're going to get transformative players but, in other positions to where we can put a veteran guy in there yeah. and at least wait a little bit or try to win so, right away? So, and I think the other part to that Texans thing is where do you think they go with Lovey Smith? Uh, <laughs> out the door. To the unemployment line. <laughs> right, right, okay, so. <laughs> Pay another one. So if, if that's the mindset, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think Lovey's the guy. So mm-hmm. if that's the mindset, do the Texans go, okay, we get our, our coach and we then get our quarterback and maybe what we're able to do based on if it is C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young is one of those guys becomes now the Deshaun Watson who doesn't need the massage. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, it, it, it With is the new coach. Whoever yeah. that new coach potentially well, Nathaniel Hackett, <laughs> who, by the way, has given up play calling duties in Denver. But another story for another what a time. Shame. Uh, this portion of WEI Football Sunday is brought to you by the VA New England Healthcare System. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state of the art healthcare benefits to those who served our country. Call 844 VA Cares. Learn more about the benefits you earned and deserve. Call 844-VA Cares. Coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios, we will talk with Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston to kick off Hour 2 of WEEI Football Sunday next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.